Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you for tuning in and being here today. This is a episode number 80. How the hell did we get here? I am so happy that I have gotten this far and I've had such amazing guests. And shout out to you guys for tuning in because you guys are making this all possible. So thank you so, so much for tuning in every week, you know, interacting with me on socials, posting things, you know, that I post, reposting, I should say. So just wanted to do a little shout out. So thank you. Thank you so much for making this dream possible for me. So I definitely hope you guys have been enjoying the episodes recently. I always like to hear what else you want to hear me talk about or have guests come on and talk about. So definitely reach out to me, email me, DM me, any of the above. I would love to hear what you would like to hear. So I have an amazing guest today. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. So without further ado, here it is. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have a very special guest. She is also a fellow podcaster. She is also a law student from Toronto. Everyone, please welcome Ken's to the show. Hello, everyone. My name is Mackenzie, or you can call me Ken's. I'm at Taste of Blonde on Instagram and Apple and Spotify and all those platforms, TikTok, wherever, um, where I post kind of like messy dating life related content slash I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, It's honestly just fun and games on there. But yeah, I'm here today. We're going to talk dating, breakups, like literally everything. Love it. I am so excited to chat with you and just hear all of your stories and welcome to My Naked Mindset because here we just are raw and real and just get down to things that people don't talk about but really should talk about. So here we are. I love that. Yeah. I mean, because really there's just so many things that I love to just get into with people and it's like this shit should be talked about. So that's, that's what I'm all about and I am so excited. Like Ken said we're going to talk all about dating and just breakups and how difficult they really can be. So let's start out by, if you don't mind sharing like a little bit about like your dating history and then we'll kind of get into it. Oh my God. Yeah. Let me give you the lowdown on me. So you know, like why I'm saying the things that I'm saying. Um, So I was, so I had my first relationship like pretty late. It was second year of university. I was just turned 19 at the time. We were together for four years, which was like crazy fucking long. I don't, I don't think I ever thought it was going to like develop into that but then so after four years we broke up which I guess at this point I'm no one's gonna be able to make sense of this timeline the way I'm explaining it but at this point it was not this past February but the one before that so it's been about a year and a half now so I've been single for a year and a half so that's kind of like where the whole timeline is gone and then in between that there was a lot of like kind of chaotic dating stories which like I'm sure we'll get into and like The tying back to my Instagram, I actually used to, I started it as like a health and fitness account, which is so Mm -hmm. funny because it's kind of like ironic. Like, I feel like I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I've always kind of had like a weird relationship with food and all this shit. And then when I went through a breakup, I just started sharing like the most random shit, like whatever came to my mind, like dating stuff, like like I don't know just messy life related whatever and then that's kind of how that started actually like through through my breakup 
Oh, wow. That's super interesting. And I'm sure so many people can relate to things that you're going through or you're, you talk about or you post about. Like it's, it really, the dating world is so different and unique right now, I think. And just like the dating apps and like, it, I feel like, do people even meet in real person anymore? Like I always think to myself, like, is that still a thing? <laughs> Honestly, no. I feel like I actually talked to someone on a podcast about this, like how dating apps have made people almost a bit more like antisocial. Like it's harder to like kind of shoot your shot in person. Absolutely. I completely agree. And it's so, it's so hard. Like I I truly think about that. I'm like, I feel like people don't meet in person anymore. And it's kind of sad because it does. It makes you feel like you have to meet on the app and like, you can't just like go up to someone and start talking to them. So it is a very- very interesting dating world and I've been out of it for two years now so I'm like oh my god I love hearing just people's stories and what they've been through and all the things um so I know you said you are not really dating right now you're just kind of living the single life I kind of go on the odd date right now like I'm like not really actively dating like I found when I first went through my breakup I was like oh my god like I'm like downloading tinder like the night of like what am I doing like I need to like line up the next thing and then every time I would like I also have like kind of like commitment issues or like I knew I wasn't ready to like go into something serious right away and I'm probably still not So I'd find like these like half-assed things and every time something would like kind of go wrong there, I'd be like back on the apps. Like I, and, but like now I've kind of just like took a breath (laughs) and I like still go on the odd date here and there. Like sometimes like I'll end up going on a second or third, like if I don't mind the person (laughs) or they don't mind me. Um, But I'm not really like actively dating. I'm kind of just vibing. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I say do whatever you think, do what feels good to you. Because I think it can be so exhausting when you're just like, so tunnel vision on just dating. And then it gets so overwhelming. And then you go on all these shitty dates and you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Or it's like, then you finally find someone like that's like maybe worth your time. And then I don't know if you've experienced this, but I had so many experiences like that. And it would just be like a one month thing. And then it would just end and it would be another guy one month thing. And then it would I just went into this cycle of like a one or two month situation. And it was like, what, what the fuck is this? Probably like, cause I feel like during that month, it's what you, like, you're still like getting to know the person. And then yes. like, so then after a month, like one of you kind of figures out this ain't it, but it's kind of mm-hmm. discouraging at the same time. And I feel like it's so simple, but I think one of the most important things is like, whether in respect to like the person or what they're doing or the situation you're in is just like how it makes you feel. Like, and if you're like, if it's making you happy and if it's not, it's like, okay, like maybe it's time to take a step back. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's just so important to feel like, like checking in with yourself. I always talk about this on my podcast of just like seeing how you're feeling. Like you're like, I am, I am vibing right now. And that is, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I, I give you kudos because some people get in such a like, a tunnel vision and just like, oh my God, I need to find my person. But like, also you need to check in with yourself and be like, Hey, you know what? I'm kind of burnt out right now. I'm going to, I'm going to pause on this. And I think that's, that's awesome that you're kind of just, you're just doing your own thing. I love it. 
Yeah, I think it's like having that self-awareness. Like, I feel like that's what is a lot of people's downfall. Cause like, even when I wasn't like, and you know, like now I still get bored or like, I still get like kind of lonely sometimes or like missing someone I probably shouldn't miss or whatever. But I think, wait, where was I going with this? (laughs) Just kind of, oh, oh, but I have like kind of the self-reflection to be like, when I wasn't like that, I was going on these dates all the time. It came from a place of like, oh, I'm trying to fill like some sort of a void. And then kind of just asking yourself if things are making you feel like shitty. It's like, don't, don't stay in that situation. Like, what, what are you doing this for? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's just, yeah, definitely checking in with yourself and feel like, really be like, how am I feeling about this situation? Do I need to take a pause? So I love that. Um, So one of our topics today for everyone listening is going to be all about like breaking off healthy long-term relationships. Because as we all know, you know, something happens in a relationship and it's like they cheat or they do something fucked up or whatever. It's, I find it to be easy. Like if someone fucks up like real bad, it's like easy to be like, Hey, this is not going to work. I'm not going to deal with that X, Y, Z. Like if they cheat, like I'm not going to deal with that, whatever. But when you have like a healthy relationship and something, you know, something goes wrong or like, you're just not feeling it. It can be really, really hard to you know, break up with them. So I know you said you have, or you had a four-year relationship and you were kind of expressing before we started recording about, you know, what happened there. So walk us through, like, I guess your situation within like the breakup. Yeah. Okay. Also on the note of like healthy versus like toxic relationships and breaking them off. I did a poll on this once of what's harder to break off. And it was like 50, 50. And I was thinking, yeah, I'm like toxic relationships, I think are harder to end initially, but Mm -hmm. then healthy relationships become a bit harder after, like when you start to like miss the person a little bit, Mm -hmm. cause it's like when toxic energy's not in your life you start to feel better you're like oh I'm making a comeback like your friends are hyping you up like it's really good but then when you don't have this like healthy energy in your life like you can still feel good but it's like a readjustment like you need to find other ways to feel good that's that makes sense yeah yeah that's my that's my theory at least <laughs> there's no there's no um credentials behind this but that's forever whoever wants to buy that um go post it on reddit whatever you want um okay yeah so my situation my ex-boyfriend like uh, god forbid he ever listens to any of these uh was like a literal like angel puppy dog like perfect smiley boy but like we were just like very like different people I think and I think like we realized that the whole time we were together but I think like he just really like kind of liked the idea of me for like lack of a better way to probably put it and like tried really hard to like kind of make everything work but then everything just fell apart um as they do because when you're not meant to be together it'll always it'll always surface um and then you kind of realize like it was really hard because um I'm not very close with a lot of my family and he was super super supportive like in everything I did like every aspect like healthiest like nicest human like nothing bad to say about him and so that made it like super hard because I'm a very independent person, but like when you're with someone for that long, there's like a certain level of codependency that's like inevitable. Right, right. And I think it just it honestly brought out like some crazy ass attachment issues in me of like, I don't like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know how to like survive without him. Like, but I guess, well, it's so cliche, but like it gets better. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, and I think, I think just like, 
like when you have that attachment it's so hard to like cut it off like so how I guess what like did you break up with him or like was it like a mutual breakup so um for whoever's listening learn from my mistakes um we took a break which Uh I like initiated and that is just messy and it just like basically prolongs the breakup but it was like a break of still talking and it was just a disaster um but yeah (laughs) and then also the whole um once it's over we didn't like continue we continued contact for a bit which I like learned the hard way is like you kind of have to do a clean cut (laughs) Yes, that is so hard to do because like you said, you were with Taylor for so long, you probably knew each other so unbelievably well and just to like cut that off one day is such a difficult thing to to do. Yeah, and there's like a certain level of like comfort like in having just like someone else there. Like it's very hard to like picture your life without someone when that's like who you've been talking to that person every day for like four years and it's like then you're like what the fuck but I think one thing like I learned is like I really didn't want to go through a breakup because I really didn't want to be sad like I was I think I just didn't want to go through the pain of a breakup like I wanted to be broken up but I didn't want to have to go through it but I think yeah right like you're just like no I don't and I actually I had to write the LSAT actually and I was like we will like we'll do this after the LSAT's over like and he was just like okay (laughs) so it's like one of those things that you don't want to take on like this whole like pain and like whatever but I guess one thing I learned was just kind of embracing like where you are and like the messiness of like like kind of like okay my life's together in this sense but I'm also a disaster I'm also kind of sad over this but that's okay yeah because it's like a journey like breaking up is a literal journey and I think you have to go through all of the grieving phases and then it's like you want them back one second but then the next second you're like you know what I'm okay I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this and it's just such a I feel like the 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 grieving process is really just like a reoccurring like different feelings and it just kind of like rotates and then all of a sudden you kind of get out of it and you're like okay this is going to be okay. I'm going to get through this. And it can be, it can be really brutal, but I think, so let me ask you this. So is your opinion, like you think breaking up with someone that's a healthy relationship is harder? Or do you think breaking up with someone like more toxic and like maybe cheating or something horrible is easier? Oh, I'm like silent on it. I think they're both hard in their own ways. Like I haven't, like I've broke off situationship type things that are pretty, that were pretty toxic. But like, Mm. I do think like once you kind of remove that, you feel a bit better, but it's really hard to initially stop them because there's almost like, you're addicted to the highs and lows of it really. Like, and also like these toxic situationships is notably like the best sex I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, how do you, like, how do you end that? So those are hard to end like in its own sense, but I think what actually, which is just like, it, it grabs at your attachment. Like you're just very like kind of erratic and like, you don't, you feel like you're not like yourself and like you're crazy and like whatever. Cause that's what those dynamics make you feel. But like when you break off like a healthy relationship, it like, I think it stabs you in the fucking heart or like not even like healthy, but like something that was like 
you know, more meaningful, like they didn't cause you a lot of stress, like maybe you argued or like whatever, but it was overall like a positive thing. It's like, I will still like look back and be like, wow, like I miss that sometimes. Or like, I wonder how he is or like, but mm-hmm. if it's like someone talks, like you can kind of just be like, yeah, you know, hope they're well, but like, I'm good. Right. Right. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to think about how they're doing. Cause they're probably just the same person that they were when we were together. Or like um, maybe, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you can go ahead. Oh, like, I feel like also if you had someone who's really great, like, I guess the upside, the better way to put this is like, it's a standard that like, I won't end up like dating anyone less than that. Cause like, I know how I should be treated. And like, if I meet someone and they do certain things, like, I'm like, no, this is not how a boyfriend acts. But then it can also be the hard like situation of like, you keep comparing like people to them Mm. or like, that's, I guess that's probably like when you're not ready to fully date after yeah yeah that's actually a good point and like really kind of having that time to yourself I mean I'm a firm believer in when you have a breakup like yeah you can have your fun and whatever but I am a firm believer in like really like getting yourself together again finding yourself again like going out with your girlfriends going buck wild just doing whatever the fuck you want to like really like recover and like find yourself again because I think after breakups you can kind of get a little lost and just like the breakup and and really like learning to be single again and being alone and like not having like that comfort of that person and just like really being able to just like reflect and like you said finding out what you really want what you really don't want if someone did something in a relationship that you were like oh I really loved when they you know gave my love language and someone you know might come into your life and they're really not understanding what your needs are and you're like this is not gonna work so it's really so interesting of like after a breakup all the things that you learn and like just navigate through the breakup it's so intriguing to me yeah it's so cliche like but it's such an opportunity really like because yeah. I feel like a, a huge thing is like even though it was like quite a healthy relationship, it was very like stagnant. Like Mm -hmm. we grew a lot, like, but we grew kind of like separately. My friend said this to me, like, she was like, you know, you both grew a lot, like in this time, but you didn't really grow together. Like we had never moved in together. Like we never, and I just didn't even know if I really like saw us doing that stuff. And then when you break up, like, it's like, it's an opportunity to really just like overhaul your entire life. Like I, I've always been like very kind of like ambitious and independent and whatever, but like, and I've like had my own life, my, my own friends. And I really prioritize that in a relationship. But then even when, like after the breakup, it's like, I had an opportunity to still like connect with more people I probably otherwise wouldn't have. And it's like, I, mm. I probably would have like started a podcast or like kind of started like showing up like online, like more authentically, or like I did it, it kind of brought out a side to myself that I feel like I wasn't able to show before. And I think, mm. Yeah, I guess for everyone, like, it's like, you know, it's a really an opportunity to like go in a different direction. And you're right, you definitely learn like what you like in a partner, like what you don't like. And that's like what dating is essentially just like, Hmm. half of like finding the right person is just getting rid of the wrong ones. Preach it. Yes. I love that. (laughs) The quicker, the quicker you're able to do that. (laughs) Right, right. And it can be so difficult. But I think like you were just saying, if you're really not not feeling it, if you're like, this is not my person, I do not see X, Y, and Z in my future. Like I want these things, but I don't want them with him. That's a huge indicator. Like I had this girlfriend and she basically was like, 
you know, I never wanted kids with my boyfriend. Like they were together for a really long time. And when she got out of that relationship, she all of a sudden was like, oh my God, I want kids again. I just didn't want them with him. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like sometimes we find these things out like after when you like reflect and stuff like that. So it is so interesting. Oh my God. It's like when I was like, do I just not like sex? And it's like, no, I just didn't like sex. (laughs) Yes, that is so true too. It's so it's it really is and I love the the term you use is it's an opportunity because it really is it's you can do things that you probably might have not have done or like try out something different that you were like I've always wanted to do that but I felt like I was being held back from it and now you can just freaking try out whatever you want so if someone was going through maybe a long-term if they were in a long-term relationship and they really just we're having trouble like really nailing down the breakup. Like what are some tips you would give someone like going through the motions and like how like they, you- they haven't broken up yet or they have? Yeah, they haven't broken up yet. They like really want to, but they don't know how to how to do it I guess it's so like because I I feel like I was just like this person for so long it's so like again another cliche like you really have to trust yourself because I did not like and I just like didn't like I wouldn't I wasn't confident in my decision and I think like he had to firmly be like no like you've like this hurt me like we, we you forced me to go on this break like it's over but I don't know if I would have had it in me to do that myself. Mm. Um, So I think you have to kind of like trust yourself a bit. Know that it's like not be like afraid of that pain. Because like on that note, I feel like, like I said, uh, when I was with him, everything was good. Like I was always like I was always good. Like everything was fine. But after the breakup, like I had a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows and kind of like everything in between. And just like embracing like where you're at. And I think as far as like you haven't cut it off yet, you just, you have to. Right, right. (laughs) The longer you wait, the longer you prolong the pain. It's like, it's so sad, but it's so true. Like, it's just the inevitable. It's going to suck. Yeah. And I love when you said, um, when you said like the, you like don't want to do it, but it's like, you have to do it. And it's like, you almost have to feel so confident in your decision. Cause I went through, I'll tell you this story, a very summed up story of when I kind of went through something like this. So I was with this guy for two years. We were actually living together and I probably thought about the breakup for a solid, like six months. I kept going back and forth and I was like, do I do it? Like, do I, do I feel it out? And I was kind of like falling and I hate, this is such a sad thing. I was really falling out of love with him. And that was so hard for me to really comprehend because I just had never experienced that before falling out of love. And I really like tried. And I even like told him like, Hey, like I'm really like struggling with like feeling this again. And just like, I I really like kept putting it in his ear. Cause I really wanted him to like realize like, Hey, I don't really know if this is going to work out. And I actually ended up breaking up with him when we were still living together. We had to like still be in that apartment for like four months after which I don't recommend at all it was horrible thankfully we had two bedrooms so like I bought my own bed and stuff but it was still like so terrible don't recommend that but anywho I finally like pulled the trigger and it was it was probably one of the hardest breakups just because I like there was nothing he was doing wrong I literally my feelings like legitimately just changed and he like wasn't he wasn't doing the things that like I fell in love with him. Like he used to like love music and he used to like go to the gym all the time. And he just like completely like forgot about all of those things. And I was like, 
he just like changed and it was so hard for me to really understand that. So I would definitely say be committed to your answer. Like if you keep thinking, should I break up with him? Should I break up with him? The answer is probably yes. Like if something is continuously coming up in your brain, I think that's the way of saying, hey, maybe this isn't right. Yeah. And like, I think like, it is like really hard when you don't, you're, you want to love this person, but you're like something, there's just kind of like a missing piece. And Mm -hmm. I remember like, even after I went through the breakup, like I would cry and I was so sad. And it's like, I miss so many things about him. And like, honestly, I still do sometimes like, cause he was so, he had such a big impact on my life and like, like loved me like in such like a genuine way that I hadn't really felt like from family and stuff but I would cry about it and I'd be like and my friends would be like well do you want to get back together and I was like no like I'm like like I'm happy where I'm at now so it's kind of like accepting it for what it was like in that sense of like there is a reason why totally yeah I think that's I think that's beautifully said honestly um all right, so now let's get into some casual dating and situationships because I think <laughs> this is such a good topic and I'm so glad that we decided to go with this because I think it can be so difficult to navigate. And so and for anyone who is not aware of what that is, um, it's really just like an undefined relationship. You might hang out, you might have sex, nothing serious. There's nothing like defined like we're boyfriend and girlfriend. It can just be like a casual situation. Um, so let's get into maybe some stories that you have regarding any situationships. Oh my God. Yeah. So like I said, the situationships were kind of like what I dove right into after like ending my relationship because like, I think I knew I didn't want like anything serious. Like the part of you like wants to kind of rebound, but I knew like I need some time like on my own. So I feel like I was very attracted to like situations where they weren't particularly going anywhere. And there was like something kind of like that I would never really fully commit, but like, I still, Mm -hmm. it was kind of filling the void of having that relationship, but I still need to feel like connection to have sex, which I feel like a lot of people feel that way. Like some people are a bit more like detached from it, but like that, I'm not really like that. Like I do need to feel like I don't need commitment or like someone to love me, but like, I need to like you. Like I need you to text me. Like yes. there needs to be a baseline level of like, Hey, I, I enjoy spending time with this person. So I ended up in a lot of those situations, which also I heard like something like a lot of avoidant people end up in situationships with other avoidant people. So it was a lot of like, other people with emotional like kind of unavailability baggage and then you pair two people like that together and it's just a shit show for lack of a better way to put it (laughs) totally they can be so hard and I think that I know we were talking about this earlier it can get so messy and just like it really and I mean depending on where you're at like if you obviously just want casual hookups or casual just dating whatever obviously being really intentional and letting the person know hey I'm just looking for something casual and I think obviously if you maybe I think a lot of people do this they're like oh I really want something casual but then they end up with feelings for the person and then they're like oh I want something more than that so that can get a little tricky too depending on where you're at um but I think I don't know what like if you had experiences where with like a situationship where maybe have you ever um had something like you you said like hey I just want this to be casual and then like did 
did you have anyone catch feelings for you and like wanted something more? I have like two like main ones where it started the first one started off like kind of undefined and then the second Mm. one started off like very very casual um and in both circumstances like it's kind of like you spend enough time with someone like you're talking like six plus months of like talking to this person like almost every day seeing them on a weekly basis like you're you're gonna love them a little bit yeah (laughs) it's just it's just gonna happen but I think um the still I think we both like ended up developing feelings but there was still something like holding us both back like I still like didn't Mm. want to commit to anything and I think they obviously probably felt the same way um I find I would go for people who there was some sort of like kind of fundamental flaw that Mm. would like keep me kind of like oh I wouldn't date this person interesting like Like can you get a, give an example? Cause now I'm curious. Yeah. So like I would just end up in a lot of situations that would, were very stimulating. Like it was something like, I have to just like enjoy spending time with them, whatever. And this one guy that when we first started seeing each other, he was actually in my program and like got, gave me all these resources and helped me a lot with school. And we were very like almost friends at first. Mm. And he would say like really out of pocket shit, which was just like informed by clearly like his like childhood trauma. Like for instance, was like, oh, like all rich men cheat or like shit like that. And it's like, when you're like kind of vibey and like it's more of like a friends kind of whatever you're like oh haha like whatever and then but that was something that it's like I would never like make a man who says something like that my boyfriend so I would be like oh this guy's funny like we hang out like this is great but there was like something like those like little comments and like that little bit of like misogyny of like the world owes me kind of mentality like I'm like this is not a boyfriend quality like I would like there's there was always just something that was kind of like oh this is a bit off like you're yeah you're not a boyfriend yes oh my god when you were telling me that I just you just made me think of when I had a situationship and I I could relate to that so much because it was like there was something off and like those those little comments that you kind of just like kept in the back of your mind and you're like red flag don't like that like that's rude like I always like kept them in the back of my mind because I would always be like I know that this is not really probably going to work out but in the meantime it's fun it's exciting the sex is most I mean nine times out of ten the sex should be fucking bomb but you know there's always the there's always the oh he's really nice and he's fun to hang out doing sex is whatever but I think a lot of the times it's like you're kind of you have a void of some sort and you kind of just want to like have fun and just like do whatever with this person with no commitment yeah and it kind of and then even like the one guy like we started off of like we talked a lot about kind of like other people we were seeing or like not really because we weren't like dating too seriously but we would talk pretty openly and then I noticed like over time we kind of stopped because it was like that's the point where like a certain level of like feelings developed and it's like Mm -hmm. it kind of gets messy I also think we should know like I was in these situationships in like a very like emotionally unavailable period. And I think they're actually very like not good to be in if you want a boyfriend, because I think they're just wasting your time. Like I was like fully like not looking for a boyfriend, but I think like if you've been dating someone for like, I would say three months probably because that's like 
probably the time you would need to even know if you want to date someone and you're Mm -hmm. like looking for something and they're like they haven't made an effort to like really mention exclusivity or like define the sort of relationship you're probably just wasting your time and you should have like a conversation about that um so not not healthy like in all senses like if you're holding out hope like do yourself a favor don't yes that is is so that's such good advice and I think it's it's so hard when when it's like it's so undefined and then you're like how am I navigating this like it can get really really tricky and then when there's feelings involved like you said it's like how can you not like have feelings at some point it's so hard to really like push those down and I've definitely been in those sort of situations multiple times where it's like Janae don't have feelings don't have feelings and then it's like I fucking catch feelings (laughs) and I I think also like it gets to people's ego sometimes like and also it's kind of like even if you have feelings like asking yourself like what do you want to do with this like if you want to pursue something but I was also very okay kind of like the idea of someone just doesn't want to date me like I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm personally okay with that it's like I probably don't want to date you either um but I think a lot of people it really especially if they do want a boyfriend just eats at their self-esteem because they don't think why do I want this man to be my boyfriend because why would you want to date someone who's not like dying to date you but then they, they internalize it it's like what's wrong with me it's like nothing is wrong with you you're just not it for him yeah that's a good point now what about ending a situationship do you think it's a conversation do you think it's a text like what what do you think the vibes usually are what's the taylor what's the taylor swift um lyric it's like it's gonna be forever go down in flames it always goes down in flames it's always like very like screaming fighting kissing in the rain like i am not i do not i cannot even speak on how to end a situationship because i would just the this one guy saw last summer it was which is like, this is also a character development moment because I didn't have any like weird summer fling this summer. Um, but last summer it was like, just that I would bring him everywhere, like with my friends. And like, it was a disaster. Like every weekend we get in a huge fight and then I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Like, cause I would just like act a bit crazy. And like, he also was just kind of like, I don't think had the capacity to deal with me. And I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And we would go in this cycle like again and again and again. And it kind of faded out like after, well, yeah, like after time and time of that. But I was just like so caught up in the highs and lows and the drama. I remember one time that he... I was like, can I like come over tonight? Like whatever. I had a couple drinks and he was like, no, like, no, I'm going to bed, whatever. And my friend was like, oh, texting is just this outdated form of communication. Like you should just show up. And my like Astic's like, okay, sure, sure. I fucking show up there. He's like, what the fuck? Like it was, (laughs) he's like, no, like you need to go home. Like you need to go home. And I was just like, it was so I'm not the best at ending those um, because I feel like I would just feed into the drama because I was like, I I would also think to myself, what's the point in ending it? Because, mm, well, I think I was the problem. <laughs> so I, because I was like, it's not going anywhere and it's fun right. and it's good sex. Um, and it wasn't, I guess like some of them did kind of toll on my mental health a little bit, but like, so that's when you should end it. Like if yes. it's like interfering with you living a happy healthy life but um yeah I did I had a lot of like chaotic kind of 
Oh, here. Okay. Here's a story for you, actually. Um, after this said situation ship had ended, I remember one night this guy asked me if I want to go for a drink. I was so busy. Like, and I had never met him either. This is the first date. And I was like, no, not really. Like, but you can come over like and bring wine, whatever. So he comes like two glasses of wine deep, like it's hitting my roommate comes home from a date pretty drunk like we're all a disaster I look on Instagram and I see that guy is like at a bar right down the street from my house so I look over this guy I'm like let's go I'm like let's go so we I we go to the bar and they come circle it like five times until we run into the other guy it was a disaster and then I like ended up ditching the first guy because his friends came whatever I like sit down at the table with like this dude from the summer and his friends and he is just like what the fuck and like his friends like did it I didn't know these people and they're just like oh like he's he's been waiting for you to come over like he's just shy and I was like no like he actually hates me like I'm like you like you don't know what's going on here and then he ended up leaving like whatever and I was like you're not like gonna take me home with you like where he's like no and then I remember I we like finally we actually caught up like maybe a month or so ago at this point which is like probably six months after this happened and he's like mm-hmm. that was the craziest fucking thing anyone's ever done <laughs> That's and I was just like honestly yeah <laughs> Hey, so wait. do not ask me how to end a situation <laughs> I don't know but okay I on, for real like on real advice like if something is making you so you know you need to end it if it's making you feel shitty and mm-hmm. I think especially if it has a hint of toxicity taking a step back and like maybe you don't fully end it but maybe you just stop communication for a bit or like whatever like kind of sitting with your own thoughts and kind of getting clarity on it once you break that kind of attachment you'll realize and especially if it's not something they want to work on with you like if you not even like work on in terms of like the relationship but if you say like hey I really don't like when you do this like in any sort of relationship whether it's more casual or not like hey I don't like when you only hit me up last minute or hey I don't like like when you when I get upset about something and then you don't like you just ignore me or like whatever if in any sort of way like they're not being attentive to that or trying to like mitigate like the shittiness it's making you feel then I don't think they're really worth your time. And if you take time like to yourself to kind of gain this clarity, you'll realize that. Totally. And you'll, yeah, you'll feel better. Like just the more time, the more you get away from it and then you break that attachment, like you're fine. And I guess if you, it's a like extended situation, it probably warrants a conversation, but like I, no one, you don't really owe them anything. That is so true. And I liked when you said, if you, if you have an issue with them or they do something that's like hurtful or whatever, I think letting them know and, and what they react to it, it can be very telling. Cause I remember I was in like a situation, I guess, situationship. And I remember I used to like, I forget what the situation was. I think he was supposed to come over and then like, cause I didn't feel good. And I was just like, Hey, can you bring me like, like ginger ale and crackers or whatever? And I, and he like never ended up like texting me the entire night. And I was like waiting for him legitimately all night. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I finally texted him and he like, he just like completely blew me off. And I was like, that's kind of a dick move. Like I literally thought you were going to like 
come over and like hang out with me and like bring me a fucking ginger ale like I because he asked like oh do you need anything and I said hey if you don't mind blah 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 bring me this and like I expressed like hey like that was really rude that you just completely didn't show up and he like completely just like blew it off and like got all pissy with me and I was like this is not gonna fucking work so I like that, like expressing your feelings, expressing, you know, what, what's happening or whatever. And then how they react will be very telling. Yeah. And I always keep in mind the best or sorry, the worst they treat you now is the best they will treat you when you're married. And I like keep this in the back of my fucking mind. And I'm like, cause if I think like back to my ex, like fuck we're like glorifying this man like he should really listen to this like he his ego will be like through the roof but he treated me the same like regardless of anything like if he was upset with me like whatever he always treated me with like respect and kindness and whatever and if these guys are like barely like pulling this like bare minimum shit now how do you think they're gonna treat you when you marry them that is so true either it's just it's not i actually heard a tiktok on this where they're like people either marry someone who pushes them and is supportive and invests in them and or they end up marrying someone who is like an obstacle Mm. to what they're I don't I don't know who said this like I can't this is my own idea but and I was like that's so true because then and I feel like it's so sad because a lot of girls like will spend all this time analyzing messages or like intentions or like whatever of this mediocre man that's like not doing anything for them yes Yes. See what you bring to the table and then what they are bringing to the table. And I, yeah. And I think like situationships can be like good too. Like I, um, the one was like, like I said, like he helped me with school and like a lot, it was overall like really positive and like, but if it gets, but then, okay. Yeah. So it was very positive in those senses. And I felt like very valued and like respected. And like, I, I got a lot of positive stuff out of it, but then it even got to a point where like, I guess he was very like avoidant in communication and so am I, but like, it was just, he was just kind of like emotionally fried, whatever, like I'm sure half of the men are, but that's when it got to a point of like, this isn't really like feel good anymore. Yes. Yes. That's a good way to put it too. Like really, again, checking in with yourself, reflecting, like really understanding. Cause I think when, when people date, they really are just like so focused on the person and like, oh my God, why aren't they texting me back? Are we going to hang out? When are we going to hang out? What are we going to do? Like all of these things. I mean, this is, excuse me, this is like kind of a woman's mind, I guess you could say, or this is, this is my mind. I think like, oh my God, why isn't he texting me back? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I forgot what I was, what, what, what I was getting to, but really focusing on like, not so narrow-minded on just like just focusing on what they're doing and what they're saying and what's happening but really focusing on like how are they truly making you feel and if they're making you feel shitty then on to the next one babe (laughs) yeah for sure because like I remember even that situation like it was like he's acting this way probably because and I also kind of sometimes I'm not very good at expressing feelings so I think sometimes the way people are is like a bit of a reaction, like mm. kind of like a, I don't think being too scared is a thing, but I don't create a safe space to express emotion, I guess. Um, but I think a lot of the way he acted was like, you know, like he had like, you know, avoid an attachment or like family issues. And like, that's very well true. And I'm sure it was a good portion of it, mm. but that doesn't excuse how it makes you feel. And also like right, you, right. 
you know, like very well, like you can't fix people. So it's like, I think some girls will kind of try to sit there and like muster up these like excuses or justifications for why they're acting that way. And it's like, you can have the justifications as far as like, it, like kind of understanding like that it's not about you and like why they did what they did. But if they're not going to work on it, there's really like, it's not making you feel good. They're not, they don't care enough to work on it. It's not like, that's not a situation you want to be in. And even if it's not personal, it's still not making you feel good. Right, right. Wow, you nailed that right on the head. I love <laughs> I'm on a rant. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. It's but it's like, you hear well like this shit, like if he wanted to, he would. And it's like, there's a lot of like merit to that. But at the same time, it doesn't matter whether they want to or not. First of all, it's just the fact that they're not exactly 100 percent um yeah. <laughs> do, you any, do you have any bad dating story like first dates i want to hear do you have like a top horrible one? Oh. <laughs> oh, like, god oh, well the circling the bar was a pretty bad one um i had one that i uh, i just brought my roommate like <laughs> i was like he came over for a drink quick before going and i was like honestly she's gonna come that's all. Awesome. And then how do you react? He was just like, okay, I made him take pictures of us on the street. Like, I, was, I literally made him take pictures of us. Um, and then she ended up like inviting someone else and they he joined, but there was awesome. that. I had this, okay, so this one night I go, I went on this one day, and on the way there, I get a Tinder message of this guy being like, What are you doing tonight? And I was like, you're not hot enough to be saying this at 11 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, my God, that was actually really funny. And I was, like, surprised because most guys get kind of, like, when you They're expect ego. this is Tinder. But I'm like, oh, it's funny. He can hang. Um, so I'm on this other date. And it's not going well. Like, it's just the guy is just not it. Like, he told me he mentioned. So he goes, I mentioned you to my sister. And then I was like, what? And then he was just like, oh, like your Instagram, like whatever. And then he's like, I told her to go like watch your stories. I was like, and what did she say? And then he's like, that you seem like a nice girl. And I pull up my stories from the last day, which is like absolute chaos. Like me, like being like, I don't wake up before 8 a.m. ever, but I had like raging anxiety today. I was like, she really said I'm a nice girl. And he's like, well, she said you were interesting. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. And then, so I'm bringing this date to an end. I check my phone and the guy who messaged me on the way there, I was like, meet me at this intersection midnight. And he was like, okay. So I'm like wrapping this up and I just go straight, walk straight into this like other day. We're both like pretty buzzed. We end up like drunk, like on my balcony till five in the morning. It wraps up, whatever. I don't really... Well, this man also just like dumped his entire trauma on me like he was going through oh, some God. shit um but that wraps up we don't really talk I'm at a bar like a couple weeks later end of the night like I'm a mess and I'm like I'm looking and I say to my roommate I'm like Vanessa I think that's the guy that we're I was on the balcony with until five in the morning he looks over he's like hi (laughs) like he's right there so it came full circle and then I was like are you gonna buy me a drink and he's like well I'm here with another girl um (laughs) so that was a good one as well (laughs) you're like I bring the chaos sometimes your stories are great though 
I, oh, I got, I had one that was like, I've just done a lot of like chaotic stuff. Like I was like seeing two guys, they lived in the same building and like, (laughs) It was a mess. Like this was one of them was that guy from last summer. And I was so scared every time I went into that building. Like, is he going to, the other guy going to start walking in while I'm walking out or something? Yeah. Like I just, I found I was attracted to like very like chaotic situations. I mean, I'm trying to think like any other, like. That I actually, when I was dating before I found my fiance, I literally had like a a, a sheet on my phone that literally had all of my dates and like about them and what we did and how they were and blah 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 so that's that's so how, funny that's how I started this podcast or originally oh my god hey one other good one I was so I decided to go on this date it's a Monday and the guy's like he's out with a couple of people before and was like do you have a friend and I was like no it's a Monday like I can't get I can't get one together but I'm like if you like want to do a pre-drink here you can bring your friend I don't care so he brings his friend and we end up going to another bar to meet another friend and I decide but during this date that like the guy that messaged me is the most repulsive friend out of all of them um and then I have a couple of drinks and he goes to the washroom and I decided to tell his friends that I actually don't like him, <laughs> which was so dumb. And then I, so I go to the washroom and then they want to go somewhere else after. And then this guy says to me, he repeats back basically everything I told his friends, which I made them promise not to tell him. <laughs> uh, he goes, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just not feeling this. Are you? And then I was playing dumb, like, cause we were going to this other place. And then he's like, yeah, I just think this is like more of a friend vibe. Oh my! And I was like, it was so funny because I'm like, he's trying to play this off. Like he's rejecting me. And I was like, no guy does that. Like they try to see right. where, where they can go with the night and then they never talk to you again. Oh my <laughs> so God. That was an interesting one. That is really interesting. <laughs> you got some good stories, girl. I have too many. I feel like I just attract very like, chaotic situations um and I don't know I guess I'm just out here like I'm doing it for the plot hey I mean it's you I feel like you're gonna look back on these stories though and it's so entertaining like great storytelling like great for your girlfriends and I'm sure they all share you know you guys all share them together I mean I love telling my dating stories it's probably one of my favorite topics to ever talk about yeah it's like it's your the friend like who has a messy life but at least your stories are entertaining for your friends exactly like they haven't been on dating apps or whatever like they're married for how many ever years they're like I don't even know what that's like and then you like share all this crazy shit yeah and like even circling back to like the breakup like I feel like that was like because we got together when I was like so young it was like very Mm. like first love first boyfriend kind of vibes and like I feel like I never saw myself like going like from that to like marrying someone like I was like there's more of like my life to kind of like live out and discover and like whatever and yeah like and also just not taking it so seriously like I think like if you want something more serious you have to be a little bit more intentional in the sense of like these are the qualities I want getting rid of the people you don't want like not if someone's like you know, if the guy's saying like all rich men cheat, like maybe that's not your boyfriend. You don't, you shouldn't right. keep seeing that person. But I think like, aside from that, like stop taking it so seriously. Like, yeah. and also just letting things go. Like, you know, like if someone's like not interested, like not, I used to get a little bit more anxious and like maybe now I lean a little bit 
too much the other way. Um, but just kind of like going with it. Like I used to also one thing coming out of like a relationship that was better for me is I feel I was very entitled. Like, and I would be like, why aren't you doing this? Like I couldn't be told no. And now it's kind of like, I feel like, and I would project that onto people, but now I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm vibing. And it's like, if someone doesn't, if it's not like working out with someone like before, well, I would like toxically like disappear and then go back and like be all chaotic. And now I'm just kind of like, no, no, it's like, it's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. It's definitely interesting how, how our habits like will change in certain situations and you'll learn from all the experiences. And I feel like that's, that's what dating is all about. It really uh, is. There's no like, and you're going to get discouraged. Like you are like, it's going to yes. feel shitty sometimes. Like right. you're going to just be like, yeah, like even not really wanting anything serious. Like, cause I can feel it's even, it's probably even more frustrating if you do, because then you're yeah. like not finding what you want. But even for those like who don't like, it's like this feeling of like, you can't connect with anyone. Even. Like it's like, and everyone goes through those periods where they're like, I hate the apps. Like I'm hating everyone I'm going on dates with. And it's like, maybe like, just take a step back. Like you're not, it's not like, oh, you have to keep going, but like, yeah, take it's some time like, for yourself. it'll work out like at some point. Yeah. And I think being burnt out is okay, but understanding when you are and taking a break and like you said, stepping back, even if you have to you know, temporary, temporarily delete the apps. Like I did that a few times or like just even still having them on your phone, but just like not touching them for a while, a period of time. And just like going out with your girlfriends, doing some self-care, like it is completely okay. You don't have to, like you just said, you don't have to, it's not such like a rush thing or it shouldn't be. I think I always say dating should be super fun. Um, Obviously you can get burnt out. Like we're kind of talking about right now. And I think it's okay to do it at your own pace. You don't have to do, you don't have to be on a timeline. Yeah, there's really no timeline. And like, I think when you're like more burnt out or kind of like, you know, a little bitter, like kind of looking for something from someone, you're not going to attract someone good. Like it's like a scarcity mindset, kind of like, you're not, you're not your best self. Like you're not like fully happy with yourself. Like And it's hard to attract like a positive relationship, like in that circumstance, like you're going into a date with the mindset of all men fucking suck. And like, Mm -hmm. it's not, you're not really like open to receiving at that point. So sometimes to kind of regroup yourself, like for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, that is such a good point. Wow. You gave some good, good shit in this. I am so excited for everyone to hear this. Uh, me too it's a little bit messy like we're all over like we have like some some chaotic stories but like I think like that's where like I've learned where a lot of like a lot of the stuff like comes from a place of like I made a lot of like fucking chaotic mistakes hey but we all learn from them as as cliche as that sounds you really do learn from every single thing yeah which I love um are you ready for our game Oh my God. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's do it. So this is called this or that. So you can just pick whichever one. You Ooh, okay. All right. So the first one is pizza or pasta. Okay. I was going to say pasta, but then I remember the time I literally went out with this Italian man, like who went, okay, I'm going on and on. I'm just supposed to pick one who went on and on about how I'm pronouncing pasta wrong, <laughs> but I would pick pasta. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Um, fruits or veggies? Veggies. 
veggies. Tacos or burgers? Oh. Mm. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's go tacos. That's okay. fine. Get a margarita. Mm, yeah. Now, do you prefer margaritas or wine? Probably wine. Wine. Prosecco, prosecco ideally. Oh, love Prosecco. Love that. Love show. Prosecco. Would you rather have the ability to talk to animals or the ability to control weather? Control weather. Love. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I think so. Would you rather be single forever or have an arranged marriage to a stranger? Single forever. <laughs> single forever. Would that be crazy though to be a I, I don't I don't know how people do the arranged marriage or the the um married at first sight show. I'm like, how the hell do they do that? Oh my god, for, for views. They're doing it for for the views. Yeah. Um I, I no, I could not. I, I would I would kill them in their sleep. <laughs> Like if I didn't like them, like I would, it would not, it would not be good. Right. Exactly. Um, Do you prefer online shopping or in-person shopping? In-person. In-person. Because things fit me weird sometimes. Yes. It's so much easier to just return and try on than. Yeah. It's the worst. Um, Would you rather have the ability to read minds or the ability to fly? Ooh, fly because I don't I don't I think ignorance is bliss <laughs> <laughs> love that um would you rather live by the ocean or live in a cabin in the woods by the ocean by the ocean would you rather have a huge imagination or a photographic memory a photographic memory <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been in t- school too long to say no to that <laughs> oh true that's true that's a good point um, would you rather direct a music video or direct a movie? I'm like, music video sounds like less work. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, do you prefer like dinner or drink dates or do like doing like an activity? Oh, I like um dinner and drinks, and I specifically just like drinks usually, um, because I oh that's also the uh whole like situationship non situationship. I think dinner is a boyfriend privilege. Yes, <laughs> and then you can just see if you vibe, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't have to, like, sit down like awkwardly drinks. and just like stare at them, and yeah, it's intimate. It is. Now, what about this? What do you think about coffee dates? Are you are you cool with that? Have you ever done that? I actually think they're totally fine. I think I ended up in like a fucked up emotional intimacy era of like literally just going on drink dates. But I think coffee dates are perfectly fine. I think they get a bad rap. And I think a lot of girls are a little bit like snotty about it. But like, also like I know and I think like a lot of girls want to go to like a nice restaurant or this or that and it's like first of all like and like oh it shows effort and it's like like a guy showing a bunch of effort now like what does it matter he doesn't know you like I think like I've even like gone on first dates where it's like they want to go somewhere very nice but like it's not meaningful like if they do that like say like a month later like it's like wow this is very nice right I think yeah, first date. Like, I think all that it should really be. Like, I literally said on a podcast episode, like, you could be locked in a room with them for 10 minutes for a first date. Yeah, like, literally. Because all be- you have to do is decide if, like, you can vibe with them. 
100%. I went on one coffee date and it was like kind of nice because it's like, then you kind of get it, you get ready, you get the date done in the morning and then you have the rest of your day. You don't like ruin like a fucking Saturday night when you could be like out with your gallivanting with your girlfriends. You know what I mean? It's like getting it done in the morning is actually not a terrible idea. So I'm, I'm completely with you. Yeah. I try not to do first dates on the weekends either. Yeah. Do it on the weekdays. You don't want to get, they don't get prime days. Right. Right. (laughs) Priorities, man. The weekday. (gasps) Um, if you had to get only manicures for the rest of your life or only pedicures for the rest of your life, which one? Manicures. Manicures. Because I I live in Toronto. So it's very cold here. Like at least people will see my nails. (laughs) (laughs) True. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, would you rather receive flowers or receive chocolate? Uh, flowers so I don't get fat. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> um, is sunrise or sunset? Sunset, because I'm not a morning person. <laughs> totally understandable. Totally understandable. Um, well, this was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. So much fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of your wonderful advice and stories. Um, Let everyone know where they can connect with you. Oh my God. Yes, everyone. I am Taste of Blonde on every platform. Come follow me on Instagram. I feel like that's where I'm the most chaotic normally. Um, And then yeah, TikTok, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find the podcast on there. And yeah, come, come be chaotic with me. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. It was such a pleasure having you on. It was so fun having this conversation with Ken's. It was such a pleasure having her on the podcast and talking all about these amazing topics that I think really should be talked about more. So thank you for tuning in today. You know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your podcast platforms. Feel free to email me, DM me, all of the above. You know where to find me and... I appreciate you being here and tuning in today. Love you all. Bye.